I'm Kaylee. I'm Alan. And this is the Split Take Podcast. for Halloween this year? I think I'm going to go as me. That is pretty scary. That's the scariest thing I could think of. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) I was also thinking about going as you. Wow. Um, No, I'm going to be a cowboy this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just put a hat on and go, there I am, cowboy in a t-shirt, the cheapest costume ever. So Mm pre-kids, post my childhood. Right. Mm College-ish. Well, really started in high school. My go-to Halloween costume is a witch. And let me tell you why. I can actually, you don't even need to explain it. Stop it. Oh. <laughs> Stop it. I go to Walmart. I buy one of their cheap little $5 witch hats. Right. I can grab, I can just like reach into my closet blindly and pull out something black. Mm-hmm. Like an entire head-to-toe black outfit. That's mm-hmm. Yep. Because you got dark hair. I have dark hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I do my makeup dark and then I sit on my porch and I pass out candy out of a cauldron. It's my go-to. Do you pretend like you're a mannequin until no. the kids get up? That's the funniest thing to do. No, I just pass out candy. You just sit it in your lap and when they start getting more than they're supposed to, you just reach out and touch them. Oh. Yeah. See, that's why they won't let me I do Halloween anymore. I can't sit that still. I don't, yeah. I don't think I've ever sat that still in my entire life. That's why nobody comes life. to my house at Halloween, by the way. Oh. You know, I've never taken my kids to your house at Halloween. No, you haven't. I haven't thought even, about that. I don't even know. I, I don't know what we're doing. I, I don't should know. go to your son's house. Yeah. Because he's a so, full bar's house. Yeah. My son, he, he's I, a I don't know. weird. I'm like, where did this come from? Because I never, well, I'll tell you where that came from. When, when they were kids my son and his friends in the neighborhood always thought it'd be cool to build a haunted house or or what they really wanted to do was hide in the trees and scare people as they walk by but the problem is we have oak trees which are massive it's yeah, like if you, you had to go up, up like 30 feet to get there and then once you get up there nobody's going to see you anyway so yeah. he always wanted to be that guy and so when he got his own house he's like now i can do that so he goes a little bit overboard each Halloween. He sure does. But, you know, there's a standing request that I bring my kids by so yeah. that they can give them a treat. Absolutely. So that may be, actually, maybe where I will be this year. Yeah. I might hang Don't out Don't scare my them. kids, all right? No. I have a hard enough time. I told you I was dressed up as a cowboy. I'm just saying, Clepper, I'm it watching you. It could be the you. ghost of cowboys gone by, but it'll ghost be Ghost like, of cowboys. Yeah. Ghost rider in the sky. <laughs> Yeah, yes. Ghost Rider. Hey, Ghost Rider. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, since it's Halloween ish mm-hmm. about yeah. this is also your two week warning to go Halloween buy Halloween season. Yeah. This is this is your two week warning. You yeah. need to go buy a costume for your kid if you haven't yet. Yeah. And I'm talking to myself. Uh, unless you're behind on the split take podcast series and you're listening to this on Christmas Day, you might want to move on. 
Yeah. To the next it's episode. Go to go. the Christmas episode and just skip past this. You one. think the next episode we're going to record is going to be the Christmas no, I'm just episode? Saying, but I, I, I'm doing a prediction that if you're listening to the Christmas, that if you're listening to the Halloween episode on Christmas Day, you probably should skip ahead at least four episodes to the maybe more to the Christmas episode. You've made this so complicated. I know. If you you're think- listening on October 18th, Mm-hmm. 2023 when this episode was recorded yeah which is today right now yeah right now mm-hmm. um you have two weeks to go buy a costume so get to it you know it's gonna to be it. creepy what is is after i'm gone like gone gone like passed away gone and y'all go back and listen to these podcasts will i be sitting next to you while you're listening Ooh. Ooh. yeah that's motivation to never listen to these podcasts again. That is, that someday someone will hear that and I won't be here and it will freak them the crap out. You're in a dark place today. No, I'm just trying to get into the spirit okay. of things. Right. No pun intended. Jeez. <laughs> Stop it. All right. Can I use my demonic voice as we set this thing in All right. Motion? All right. One time. I, hey, I got it. This, this requires me not to be slouchy. You need it to drink water entire, first? And that's not the, it's the airflow in my lungs. It's way down here. <laughs> I'm so glad I wasn't wearing my headphones for that one. It's not, it's not loud. It's just creepy. <laughs> okay, I'll be like this now. Now you're not going to anyway. be able to talk. <clears throat> I'm good. So where are we going to start? We're talking about creepy, scary things. Yeah. I've got like, I got four big, got huge ghost- articles. I, I figure we can just tell each other some ghost stories and see who gets scared first. Does that work for you? I think we told the haunted house story last year. Your haunted house story? Yeah. yeah. My, that I grew up in the haunted house? Yeah, we, we've talked about the haunted houses okay. we grew up in already. We did that last and I, year. And I really, so I, I really did. You can you can argue what it was, but there's something there because people that lived there before I lived there, people that lived there after I lived there, people that visited there can confirm that there's something in the house. Yeah. Or that or it's just total mass hysteria, one of the two. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll start with scary okay. stories. Ghost story. Ghost story. Mm-hmm. This one is called the ghost truck stop. <laughs> you can't giggle. It's supposed to be scary. Let's just try it. Okay. Why are you giggling? I don't know. You're ruining this. No. Get the ghost truck stop. Okay. Okay. It says, on his way to get married, a military man and his best man set off on an 800-mile road trip from Camp is it Lejeune? Camp Lejeune. Lejeune. Yep. In North Carolina mm-hmm. to Lafayette, Indiana. It's 1 a.m. on a cold January night, 2014. And the man tells Monsters Among Us that the weather is bad and temperatures are in the negative double digits. Nice. As the pair close in on Indianapolis, they discover they have no money to pay for gas to refuel their car and are about to run out. So growing up in the trucking industry, with his dad, the man decides to stop at a truck stop. But because the main interstates were closed due to the weather, they had to get off the highway and search for a truck stop along the back roads instead. They found a smaller truck stop. It had one truck, and it was just kind of strange. It was just a blacked-out truck with a blacked out trailer. There's no real markings on it, nothing distinguishable. So they go in, 
hoping a, a clerk or a waitress would spot them a few dollars for gas, enough to make it to Indianapolis, at which time they'd go to the bank, take out cash, and pay back the loan. Inside, it's a tidy diner occupied by a waitress, a cook, and a lone truck driver. So he goes inside, he talks to this driver, he bought him a cup of coffee, and they sat and talked for about 30 minutes about what was going on and where they were headed, where they were going, and why they were going there, and he gave him $20 for gas. The man goes outside, pumps the gas, and comes back in and says, hey, I really appreciate it, I'll be back. So he makes good on his word, he gets cash from the bank as soon as he gets to Indianapolis and returns to the diner. Mm-hmm. They got there about 10 o'clock in the morning. It's boarded up. Yep. It looks like it's been abandoned for years and the truck is gone. They've just been there. So they pull in anyways and find a police officer parked in the lot. They explained what happened just hours before to which the cop, ch- or the cop chuckles and replies, oh, you met the ghost of three. So the two guys have a conversation and a cup of coffee and interacted with Three people at a diner that had a fuel pump. Mm-hmm. He got $20 worth of gas. <clears throat> and when he came back, it had been all boarded up. And if he remembers right, the cop said it had been boarded up for 25 years. Can I tell you something really? You're going to think I'm making this up because a lot of things that come out of my mouth during the podcast is sure. a lot of made up BS. I was getting ready to tell you a story of when I did a cross-country trip with a college buddy of mine in my Pinto in college. And all we had was an AM radio listening to late night. And this is, this was like early, early eighties when they still had talk radio that was not political. It was just talk. And somewhere I can't, what's the end? Is it I 25 that goes across Colorado North to South? I have no idea. Anyway, the one that goes from Denver to like Cheyenne, Wyoming. We're somewhere between Denver and Cheyenne. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning because we drove straight through. Mm-hmm. We were going to Yellowstone from here. That is not a short trip when you're going mm-hmm. straight through, and mm-hmm. we did it. And I'm about half asleep, and he's driving, and I we're driving down the interstate trying to find a place to stop to take a break. And that story, that story you just freaking told was told on the radio. The story... I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating about the guys traveling down the road, stopping at the, 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 the truck stop restaurant only to go back the next day to find it abandoned. Oh, my goodness. And when it's 3 o'clock in the morning, you're in the plains of Colorado and north. I mean, you know it's just flat as, and darker than dark out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nothing out there. It's like western Oklahoma or like the panhandle. It's the same thing going north. Yeah. One of the most scared things I've ever done. We're dry. We literally had to pull the car over. We started talking amongst ourselves and got ourselves all freaked out. Just pulled over on the side of the interstate, got out, and just started to go. Okay, this is not. Re- it was weird. So you kind of you kind of freaked me out there. Now I'm completely Already? off my game. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm, it's weird that you would tell that story. Yeah, I only told one, and you're already scared. Do you have gonna, one, or you want me to tell another one? I, I was I wasn't looking at scary stories. I was looking at scary places. Okay, which works. Google Street View. Oh yeah. Seven of the scariest places on Google Street View, and a lot of them are in Japan. <laughs> that doesn't Nagoro, shock me. Japan. It's only a small spot. It's, a, it's it's number one on the list. It's a it's a picture of dolls. 
Ew. And an old lady doll. Ew. In a graveyard. Yeah. Dolls freak Supposedly, me out, they man. started out as scarecrows in the village. Now, um, Nagoro, Japan has them on every street. They're just mannequins, like, but they're made like stuffed dolls. Bogota, Colombia, which is creepy anyway, uh, uh, they, they, they have a picture of the chop houses. Chop houses? And they weren't talking about chopping up corn. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, La Isla de la Munacas in Mexico, something like that. A normal island in the swamp with creepy dolls hanging off the trees. Ew, stop it with the dolls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's an intersection somewhere in Asia where if you take a step in one direction, the camera goes black and a strange figure can be seen in the darkness. It is weird. They got It is just a feature. Weird. Um, not even sure where that one is. It's abandoned buildings. This is the weird place, and we all have them. We actually, this happens right here uh, at 1710 West Willow, where when you turn the corner on Google Maps in the street view, the weather changes. Oh, yeah. And the buildings change, and it goes back in time. Joplin, Missouri, there's a residential street in Joplin, Missouri. When you're looking south on it, there's a house. When you look to the north, the house is gone. Mm-hmm. Same intersection, but way different time. But the weirdest one of all is in in, uh, in another one in Japan. Masashino, a city on the western outskirts of Tokyo, and you've probably seen this: the picture of the people in the in the pigeon masks. As the Google Maps photographer was walking down a pathway, he wasn't even driving. They were walking down a path. You go in between these people with these pigeon masks on. And and as you turn around backwards, they've turned around to look at you as you're walking away. Hmm. Yeah. Just Google creepy places on Google Maps. I don't like that. Yeah. All right. Do you All want right. another scary story? Yeah. Are you ready? Are you, are you no, pulled off a little bit from the haunted diner? No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear about the little kid with the sixth sense or Shawshank? Ooh, little kid one. Okay. All right. Little, little kids are creepy, man. So this guy is from Dayton, Ohio. He says he's driving down the road with his three-year-old son, Miles, in the back seat, and they pass by a cemetery. It's a modest cemetery. It's only got flowers and a few small plaques. And Jeff, the the dad, says it basically looks like a giant garden. According to Jeff, as they drive by, his toddler, who'd been happily singing, abruptly stopped, pointed to the cemetery and said, look at all those people. Jeff turned to look, didn't see a soul. Confused, he asked Miles what he's talking about. All those people over there, his son replied, there sure are a lot of grandmas. As Jeff tells it, chills run down his spine as he asks his son what the people are doing. They're all standing there, just looking down at the grass, says Miles. Completely unsettled by the conversation, Jeff sped up and drove home. And later that day, his son is watching TV and he turns to his dad and says, you know, they weren't alive. Thinking that his kid's talking about the cartoon he's watching, Jeff says, what do you mean? Those people we saw. They were all paused, his son replied. 
So I don't know if that kid has a wild <laughs> imagination or some kind of creepy little si- kids are creepy. I I can remember my little brother talking about his ghost friends. He, he'd just be sitting in his room talking and he's talking about you'd, you'd say, who are you talking to? And he'd say, oh, my ghost friends. The kid was weird. The kid was weird. <laughs> creepy kids. <laughs> I will come out of my skin if one of my kids starts talking to herself. I will. I'll freak out. When I was a little boy, I had a, a, a I, and this is what's weird. Is I remember an imaginary friend, and I called him Keeter. Well, I, 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 my family remembers him, remembers me talking about Keeter. And when you're like the oldest child and you live in the country, you do make up a lot of stuff. I yeah. mean, I was a cowboy. I was an astronaut. I was a fireman. Just like every little boy in the world, right? Um, but I also remember Keeter having brown hair. I vaguely remember imagining this kid with brown hair. I don't know, but I, this was before I knew my house was haunted. I didn't know. I didn't know my house was haunted when I lived there. That's what's weird. The rest of my family knew it, but I never... Either either I have experienced trauma beyond trauma and have blocked the entire episode, but I just remember playing with a little boy named Keeter in the backyard when I was very young. Just a, just a, almost like a snapshot memory. I don't know. So you also I, had a ghost friend. My 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 uh, my dad told me years later after we. This is just a long story. The the the. the the short story is I didn't realize that my house was haunted until after I had long since moved out, was married, and in a family gathering, people started telling stories about the house that I lived in, and they're telling me stuff. I'm going, are you kidding? What are you talking about? My parents had been divorced, so I went to my dad's house, and I asked him about it. He goes, oh, yeah, the house we grew up in is haunted. And I'm like, why didn't you say something? He goes, well, I'm supposed to tell my 10-year-old son, look out for the ghost. Apparently, the, the ghost is a woman and her two children that were killed in that house long before I lived in it. And so we've always just figured that maybe I played with the little boy. Or maybe I just have an overactive imagination. Did you ever hear about the ceiling fan? No. Yeah, three kids left alone one day and decided to jump up and down on a trampoline in their living room. It was hot, very hot summer day. The house was like a sauna. And the whole family was suffering in the sweltering heat. Dad tried to persuade my mom to buy an air conditioner, but she wouldn't hear of it. A lot of flowers and plants in the house, and mom had heard that air conditioners were harmful to plants. So father eventually convinced her to compromise and let him get a ceiling fan. Dad went to the store and bought the biggest fan they had. It was a ceiling fan. He brought it home and installed it himself. Now, if any of us were hot, we would go and sit in the room with the ceiling fan and enjoy the cool breeze. One day, my parents went out, and my older brother and sister decided to fool around a little bit. Sister brought in the old trampoline out of the garage, and my brother set it up in the living room. We all began jumping on it. How after, after all the jumping, we were too hot, my sister was complaining, so we moved the trampoline into the room with the ceiling fan. After a while, we got bored of just jumping and decided to spice it up by having competition. Who, able, who, who was able to jump the highest would win. My brother was very competitive. He always hated losing. He jumped so high that the fan cut off his head. Oh, my goodness. Sister was afraid she'd be blamed for it. After all, she was the one who took the trampoline out without permission. And she was the reason we moved into the room with the ceiling fan. She got me to her, 
got me to help her disassemble the trampoline and put it back in the garage. Then she took some super glue and stuck our brother's head back on his body. After I helped her put his corpse in his bed, she swore me to secrecy. In the morning, Mom went upstairs to wake my brother, but he didn't respond. She went over to the bed and began violently shaking him, and his head fell off and rolled out on the floor. That's a scary story for children. Ew. I thought it would be childrenish. It was gruesome and gross. It was really scary. You took that too far. I just read what it said. Oh I didn't even goodness. pre-read it. I just knew it was a scary story for children. I'm going to stop going down these rabbit holes. Well, I did pre-read this one. Okay. So I know that it's not going to traumatize right. anybody. Well, yeah. I mean, it might. But... It might. So Marty, Marty okay. is telling a story about her childhood back in the 90s. She was a big fan of ventriloquist Edgar Bergen and his dummy sidekick, Charlie McCarthy. She said that when her father came across a ventriloquist doll as he wandered through a small magic shop located outside of Santa Rosa, California, he decided to get it for her for her birthday. While ringing at the sale, Marty says that the cashier gave her father weird vibes and said to him, you know, when you put your hand inside the doll, he's going to come alive. Mm-hmm. While ringing up the sale, Marty says, oh, I'm reading that twice. Okay. Okay. All right. Laughing off the comment, he brought the dummy home to his daughter. And Marty was over the moon. Uh, she was so happy. She was obsessed with this doll. But it didn't take very long before some strange stuff started happening. It's impossible because the doll's head is made of plastic. But she said the expression would change, including his smile. Worried that something would happen to this precious ventriloquist doll... Marty's family shut it away in a cupboard most nights. One night, she and her family were awakened by the pitter-patter of little feet in their living room. Thinking it was the dog or another family member, they went to look. No one was there except the doll who was sitting on the couch. She said, we remember specifically, we always put it away because she loved that doll so much and she took good care of it. Then other strange stuff started happening. Marty and her dad were away. Her uncle was alone in the house. Her uncle said he heard Marty's father calling his name from the living room, even though he wasn't home. When he went to look, it's the doll, again, sitting on the couch, and no one else. <laughs> All of their family was terrified of this doll. People would start hearing their names being called, and we would hear walking at night. Mm -hmm. So they just, we just decided we needed to get rid of it, she says. They're... They're a Mexican family and religious, so Marty says her parents wanted to burn the doll in case it was demonic. They put it on the grill, and it wouldn't burn. The doll would not go up in flames at all, whatsoever. So they tried cutting it up with a knife, but they were unsuccessful. Finally, they just threw it in the trash can. After the garbage was collected, Marty's dad went to go get the bin. In it, the, the doll. doll. To get rid of the dummy... They dug a hole in the backyard and filled it with cement. Marty and her family have long since moved away, but she says they still think about the doll and the possibility that eventually it finds one of them. You creeped out? Yeah, a little bit. That was creepy. <laughs> we had a Tickle Me Elmo that we took the batteries out of and it still would go, ha! Ah! In the middle of the night, and that is not a fun sound. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah.
That's not a fun sound. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Um, I actually Googled this one because I remember as a child telling this story in Boy Scouts. This is like a classic. There's a girl who lives near here that was ready to go out for a date when she heard a strange report on the radio. The reporter said that a maniac mass murderer had escaped from a nearby prison. Watch out, it said, for the man has a hook for a hand. You heard this story? You haven't heard this story. This is awesome. He was known to be crazy and dangerous, and the police asked for everybody's help in reporting anything out of the ordinary. The girl thought it was strange, but it wasn't too worried. I mean, she was ready to go out with her boyfriend. He was coming to get her, so they go out for a movie. A few minutes later, he pulled up in his car, and she bounded out the front door to meet him to start their evening of fun. On the way to the movie theater, as they drove down the dark, twisty road, they heard a thump on the passenger side of the car and then a rattle near the front tire. The girl and her boyfriend were startled. I don't think that I hit anything, he said. I wonder what that noise could have been. Boyfriend was worried that something was wrong with the car. He wanted to pull over and check things out, but the girl was freaked out for obvious reasons, worried that they might be late for the movie and it was dark. She tried to talk him out of stopping. They heard, started to argue as he parked on the side of the road. She begged him, just keep driving, just keep driving. He said, it's going to be a minute, it'll be all right. They heard another thump on the side of the car. That's strange, the boyfriend said. We're not even moving. The girl began to feel nervous. She asked again if they could just go to the movie now as much as because she was scared of the strange noise in the dark, deserted road, and she was freaking out. Her boyfriend again said, he just be a minute, just be a minute. She started to get out of the car. They heard yet a third thump and a long screeching sound like a metal scraping on metal sound. The girl and her boyfriend looked at each other, and without another word, he put the car in drive and hit the gas. <laughs> they made it the rest of the drive to the movie theater in record time, sitting silently waiting. When they got to the theater, the girl had started to feel a bit foolish for getting spooked over some silly noise. She said, I'm sorry. I don't know why I was so upset. He forgave her, and they got out of the car laughing at their silly fight until the girl closed her car door. One look, she was frozen in fear, terrified as she saw a long scrape on the passenger side of the car leading to a metal hook hand still lodged in the handle of the car door. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> yeah. Weep, weep, weep. Um, <laughs> all right. I've got one more. All right. And I got some haunted places to go check out this Halloween. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Okay. This one's called The Kidnapping Ghost. Oh, no. This guy's name is Joe, and he talks about moving to Georgia from California in the late 1990s. After, he says, his brother followed him to the Peach State and rented an old house built in the, ni- in the 1800s. It looked nice from the outside. It did not feel good from the inside, says Joe. According to Joe, the things seemed a little bit off from the moment he helped his brother move into the house. He walked into the house and went, oh, man. The hair stood up on the back of his neck, and he just felt not good. Mm -hmm. Like, this place was not cool. A few moments later, while carrying items into the bedroom, Joe said he could hear whispering. It was a heated whispering, almost like an argument, between two people that seemed to be hovering in the top of the ceiling area of the room. Mm -hmm. Joe ran out of the room and asked his brother if he'd felt something off about the house, too. His brother had picked up on the vibe, but was like, everything's going to be fine. He said, as long as you're good, um, I'm not good. But I'm going to help you 
finish unpacking and then I'm going to go home and I'm probably not coming back, which makes sense. <laughs> you know, they're just places that you don't want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Sure enough, Joe's brother began to experience unusual occurrences in the house. The most alarming was when Joe's young niece was found wandering alone on a busy road with her hand up in the air. Police and other agencies were called to investigate the incident, and when asked, his brother's four-year-old explained that she'd gone for a stroll with the old lady that lives here. She just wanted to go for a walk, so we went for a walk. Given that the front door was too heavy for a four-year-old to open by herself, no one figured out could figure out how she was able to leave the house even. According to Joe, his niece said the old lady opened the door, and then we petted the dog for a little bit, then we went for a walk. She was an honest four-year-old, so he didn't call her a liar, and uh, pretty soon after that, his brother moved out of that house and never went back. Wow. Yeah. Listen, I will mess a ghost up. I will mess a ghost up. Try me. Yeah. I'll mess with my kids. Um, we got time for haunted places? Yep. All right. These are these are in Oklahoma, and most of them are within a hour drive of where we are here in Enid. A lot of them are in northern Oklahoma, uh, and it's on the Oklahoma Travel Oklahoma website. It's called mm -hmm. Most Haunted Places in Oklahoma's Details, how to get there, the dates, times, all that stuff. The first one on the list is the Stone Lion Inn Bed and Breakfast in Guthrie. And I'll just read their article. It began. It was built in 1907. Most of Guthrie, by the way, almost every building in downtown Guthrie is considered haunted. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. If you're a big haunted house, haunted, trying to ghost hunter, Guthrie's your town. It begins with an uneasy feeling that you're being watched as your adrenaline surges and the hair on your back of your neck stands up. Next, you might just feel a chill that wasn't there before. You can catch a glimpse of something not so human from the corner of your eye or smell a whiff of perfume. Open your mind to the spine-tingling experience provided by Oklahoma's most haunted hideaways. Whether you're a skeptic or full-fledged believer, the Stone Lion Inn Bed and Breakfast says enter at your own risk. A mischievous ghost child has been seen and felt throughout the home. The spirit said to be an 8-year-old Irene Halton known to squeeze the toes of sleeping guests or even crawl into bed with them. You can hear, you're freaking out. The eerie tap, tap, tap of a child's footsteps can also be heard leading from the second floor to the third. According to legend, the 8,000-square-foot home, it's huge, is where she met her fate when a nurse overdosed her with cough syrup. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, that's back when cough syrup was just like it, it, cocaine. She OD'd on opium. Yeah. It had, it had opium in it. Um, the Gilcrease Museum in Tulsa. If you've never been to the Gilcrease, one of the best museums. It's wonderful, by the way. But you can hear strange whispers in the dark, slamming of doors, and a long-deceased Tulsa oil man. Oh. Uh, the year was 1913 when the young Thomas Gilcrease first spied the land that would later hold his legacy. The multimillionaire and oil baron by his early 20s, Gilcrease began collecting oil paintings, artifacts of the American West, and Native American artwork, a nod to both his love of European and art collections and his Native Creek heritage. His collection, acquired over a lifetime, is now housed at the Gilcrease. Uh, the collector was there until he died in 1962, but it has a humongous 
turnover rate for nighttime security guards. <laughs> it's said that he's often spotted wandering the grounds of his original rock house, referred to as Tom's Place. The oil man also seems to enjoy a stroll along the museum's garden pathways leading to his remains, which are housed within a mausoleum on the grounds. Oh, well, no I've actually it's wa- I've been there. I've walked those grounds. It's beautiful during the day. I would not want to see that at night. This one is really near and dear to my heart because I was born here, literally born here. The Cherokee Strip Museum in Alva used to be Alva General Hospital. I was going to say, you were born, born in a museum? I was born there. And some of the things that I heard when I was a child are written on this page that I thought people were just teasing me about, trying to scare me as a little boy. Sure. The patients of botched surgeries are said to lurk this hospital-turned-museum near an area known as No Man's Land. From the unwavering gaze of mannequins to the unforgettable feeling you get while roaming through the Cherokee Strip Museum in Alva, it's hard not to feel like you're being watched. If the otherworldly aspect doesn't have you running for the hills, the creepy displays will, as there's a wide array of vintage medical instruments, including an embalming table. Oh, great. So Why, it's had a share of death haunted? since it was, yeah. The <laughs> building's had its share of death since it was built in 1932. And whether or not you encounter paranormal activity at the museum, you're sure to come across the bricked-up second and third stories of the building, a player piano that seemingly plays at random, and a mysterious blood spot on the floor that refuses to be washed away. That part of the story I thought was an urban legend that somebody told me when I was a little boy to scare the crap out of me, and it's right here in writing. The famed blood blood spot that will not, it keeps coming back. Don't know, but apparently that one, at least folklore says it's real. Then there's the Fort Washita Historic Site Museum in Durant. That'll take you a little ways to get about a four-hour drive from here. Um, A a strong-willed female ghost named Aunt Jane is rumored to haunt the grounds of Fort Washita. It was built in 1842 and used until the Civil War broke out in 1862. It was the home of Aunt Jane until she was murdered by roving thieves when she refused to tell them where the money was hidden. In a vicious struggle, the thieves beheaded Aunt Jane, and her remains were scattered and buried at Fort Washita. That's the real story. Oh, my goodness. But all of a sudden, in the late 19th or 20th century, right around the turn of just about 1900, her spirit allegedly possessed a child named Molly Stallcup, who lived near the fort. Aunt Jane threatened to cut off all the child's hair and only fled after Mrs. Stallcup began praying. Today, visitors can tour the grounds of Fort Washita, including the officers' quarters and sandstone structures. Yeah. Um, three more here. Okay. Ponca City, the Ponkin Theater. I've been there. And there's actually a radio station up there in it. For real. Um, you, you may want to steer clear of the balconies where it's said that ghostly visitors often appear. Theater patrons at the Constantine describe the ghost as a beautiful young woman garbed in a button-down dress. Some claim she's Sappho Constantine Brown, the daughter of George Constantine. Authors Ellen Robson and Diane Halicki have even written about the mysterious figure in their Haunted Highway book. The young woman has appeared quite frequently for theater workers, and when spoken to, she sits quietly and appears to be watching something no one else can see. I've been in that theater, and it is creepy. It smells like an old... It's 
creepy. Kane's Ballroom in Tulsa. Oh, yeah. A lot of people have been to the Kane's Ballroom. Started in 1924. It's located downtown Tulsa, the site of Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys' first regular radio broadcast. Uh, and in fact, regulars say that Bob Wills still there, still performing. He's joined by a woman known only as the Lady in Red. Both employees and visitors have reported seeing Bob and the Lady in Red. Then there's the Tulsa Theater that holds a ghost story of its own, built in 1914. Vaudeville House housed legendary talent from Buddy Holly to Will Rogers to Mae West. One famous performer, the great Italian tenor Enrico Caruso, is rumored to still haunt that venue. And then finally, just down the road is Fort Reno in El Reno. Cold spots, footsteps, and slamming doors to continue to haunt the historic place. It was built in 1874, a fort, remount, depot, and German prisoner of war camp during World War II. They say no specific spirit's been identified, but visitors to the fort have encountered a number of strange things, including faces in the windows, water faucets turning on by themselves in the visitor center, and mysterious orbs glowing up and showing up in photographs. Goodness. Yeah. So Spooky stuff all around us, man. It's two kids who grew up in haunted houses. Mm-hmm. We kind of had this conversation the other day. Yeah. What's it feel like to you when you walk into a place that's definitely haunted? We're going to go down that road. It, just just quickly. Um, I don't really talk much about it, but I have the very bizarre ability to detect it. I can yeah. feel it. I know it. Good, bad, or otherwise. And most of the time it's bad. Very, I, very, very rarely do I go, oh, I feel something in the room. How, yeah. How does it, how does it feel? Like, how does it feel to you when you walk into a room? You know that feeling that you get, that if you thought you'd turn around, there'd be somebody standing there, mm -hmm. and the hair on the back of your ear or back of the neck, you're that right there. See, and it's a little bit different for me. And it depends. Yeah. It can also be really smothering, like somebody took the air out of the room. What I usually feel like when I walk into a place that something's not right here mm -hmm. is I will feel like, no part of me is comfortable. Okay. My shirt is too tight. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, my That's, heart is racing for yep. like no good reason. Um, I'm just uncomfortable. I'm, I'm claustrophobia bouncy. like crazy. I, I just, yep. yeah. It's just, it's just. Mm -hmm. I need, I need to leave. And usually the feeling won't go away until I leave that place. Yep. It's just this fight or flight instinct that the heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies. Yeah. It's like I need to go. Like I can't be here. Two definite places that I can tell you that I think are haunted would be the Vernost Winery building down in Hennessy. Mm -hmm. What's it called? The bar right there. You know what I'm talking about? The two-story bar. Yeah. We did some ghost hunting there once, which was dumb of me. Something whispered in my ear when I was in the basement. That was fun. I, I hear this in my ear. I was like, what the crap? What the? And, yeah. Ghosts have no respect for personal space. No, they don't. And then uh, and, and then my mother-in-law used to work uh, in, in the old Davis Abstract building when it was on the east side of the square. And I don't know what building, I'm not sure what business is in it now, but it's right across the street from the courthouse to the east side of the square there. And uh, supposedly it's haunted. Yeah. And so one night she was working late and, and my wife and I went up there to see her while she was just wrapped. I don't, I don't remember what it was. We just dropped in on because she's like, can you come visit me? And she probably had a reason. We started talking about the ghost that lives upstairs in that building. And she's like, you grew up in a haunted house. Why don't you go up there and just see what you think? 
I'm like, sure, I don't care. I mean, the lights are on. Everything's cool. And I get up there, and in that, in that second story, it took me about, I stayed up there about five minutes because I'm like, okay, let's just be honest. I, I still have my doubts about ghosts. I'm still like, okay. Yeah. Most of it's who, most of it's just tourism, right? You're trying to convince people to come visit. Yeah. So I go up there, and uh, I'm standing there, and what you just described, all of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, usually it's kind of creepy, cold feeling. All of a sudden, it was incredibly hot, mm-hmm. like really, really warm. It got hard to breathe. I felt like somebody had taken a blanket and wrapped me up real quick and wouldn't let go of me. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, I finally, I, I just, I said, you, you need to leave me alone. I, I started, I started doing a little, little, little holy rolling thing going on. Yeah. And it, and it went away. And when it went away, that's when I went, oh, that was real. Yeah. Whatever that was. And I came back downstairs and I said, uh, yep, you're right. I'm never going up there again. I'm done. I'm out. And so I kind of went over and sat by the door of the business, just kind of waited for them to be done because I'm like, and I've never been back in there. So Goodness. Yeah, that's what it's it's the one it, it it's it's the one where someone was shot. There's there's a story in there's a building in the east east part of the of the square where there was somebody was shot during business hours and i can't remember what store it was but it's that building yeah yeah all right well now that you're properly spooked yeah no i'm not spooked the lights are on if the lights go out right now in the studio i'm gonna wet myself this place is not haunted it doesn't matter i don't i'm just kind of scared of the dark too oh my goodness that may be that may be a throwback to something that happened to me that i can't remember pitiful so no, if it I'm got dark, dark if it got dark and i touched you and you didn't know i was standing there just like oh i'd scream touched. like a i would scream like a little tiny i would scream like a banshee <laughs> um but would, here's what's weird would you turn around and punch me though yes oh, okay then yeah. i'm not gonna yeah. do that here's what's weird if i'm inside a building and you turn the lights out, I am mortified. Really? I can't handle it at all. No. But if we're outside, now understand when you're inside a building, you're safe. You're, there's no, no, I mean, you're safe. It's, you're, you're just as safe with the lights off as the lights on, right? Right. But you put me outside anywhere, I'm good to go. Outside where people, wild animals, whatever could get me in the dark, that doesn't bother me at all. I, it, that is weird to me. Okay. It, 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 the dark doesn't bother me, but oh. basements, lights on or lights off, a basement or a crawl space, yeah. no. Well, it's a no. That's the claustrophobia in you. Yeah. Now Anyways. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Here's to all the things that go bump in the night. Yeah. Embrace them. Don't do Embrace that. Embrace the madness. Embrace Come on. Embrace the madness. Maybe don't. Just turn the light on. Yeah.